What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, NFL preview for this weekend. Let's get into it. This is the Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. Special thanks to Wise Money Sports. Online, wisemoneysports.com. If you're looking for a uh, smarter place to bet on the sports you love, if you want access to a daily professional portfolio, check them out online, wisemoneysports.com. On Twitter, at wisemoneysports. Also available, one-on-one sports broker. If that seems like it's in your bag, baby, check them out online, wisemoneysports.com. To my right, Ryan Elliott, NFL expert. Ryan, how we doing? Doing good, Tyler. Ready to bounce back. You you got the best of me last weekend. Well, Ryan, I mean, look, some things in life, <laughs> it's just, you know, they're going to happen, you know? I mean, I would bet a lot of money on the sun rising tomorrow. So, <laughs> no, look, man, hey, it's it's it were uh, it was a couple good games we had. I yeah. know Buffalo, yeah. New England came down to it, but uh, back at it, good slate coming up this weekend. And you've got a couple games. You got got a couple leans. I understand. Yeah. No strong likes this week, and that's fair. I mean, look, week by week, it's going to be a little bit different. A in terms of how many games we come in with. I think both Ryan and I were a little distracted this week. I know I was slammed with my NHL prep. If you've, you know, for anyone who's been listening to the show for a while, uh, NHL is one of my main sports, and I've been spending like the last month doing NHL prep and I procrastinated a little bit saved a little bit for the last week so um, I'm coming into this podcast pretty raw with some of this NFL uh, uh, handicapping so let's handicap live today let's find some games we like and uh, let's start off with a couple leans you have absolutely yeah let's start in uh, in New Orleans Tampa Bay on the road New Orleans uh, favored by three points in this game Initially, I looked at this line, and I'm like, wow, uh, New Orleans, It's it seems like the play. Uh, although I'm leaning Tampa Bay after diving in further, it, it's, it seems more like a, a, a trap game for the Saints here. They're coming off a big primetime win over a, a good Dallas Cowboys team where they played terrific defensively, uh, shut down the Cowboys. But looking, I had to turn your volume up a little yeah, bit thank there, you. Ryan. Yeah, thank <laughs> <laughs> Look you. Looking into the Saints' defense, we – that was that was definitely an outlier performance for them this season. Right now, the Saints are giving up 6.3 yards per play. That's bottom third in the league. That's that's not good defensively. Whereas um, Tampa Bay is is opposite. A lot of people, you know, thought this Tampa Bay defense would be down. And I've been preaching Todd Bowles coming in, and he's done a terrific job. Tampa Bay defensively uh, has given up 5.5 yards per play. Uh, one of the top uh, third in the league there and also Tampa Bay has played a pretty strong strength of schedule and I like that especially looking at their DVOA their efficiency overall team ranks seventh right now in the league New Orleans 21st so I definitely have a heavy lean right now with Tampa Bay on this game I like Tampa this year no one's talking about Tampa Bay Um, I like Jameis Winston I think that the move of uh, uh, Arians yeah Arians Arians from Mm -hmm. Arizona to Tampa Bay, kind of a fresh change. I, I think he's honestly a top five coach in the NFL. I think this guy's really underrated. And and look, by the way, we always use the words overrated, underrated, because it's it's, it's so important in sports betting. And so, yeah, I don't think we're overusing or underusing overrated or underrated at all. I think it's appropriate. But I think that with Jameis Winston, my main question with him always before was him making mistakes. I mean, I still don't really trust his decision-making, but let's face it, through four weeks, he's fifth in the NFL, just shy of 1,200 passing yards. 
He's averaging 382 in the air per game, 9.8 yards per attempt. That's very good, just under 10 yards, seven touchdowns, two interceptions, and that's just over the last two weeks. Yeah. So I think the decision-making certainly correcting itself, and I like Jameis Winston. I also love games like this. You know I'm not an originator in the NFL. So it's funny. For years, when I started learning about betting before I was a pro, and even my first year as a pro, I fell into a trap of just the same trap everyone else does, where you look at a game and your first instinct is usually to go with the favorite. And so it's funny that over the last year, losing money, getting you know kicked in the teeth over and over again, I don't know when it happened, but it's now just my natural reaction to go against the, fa- the, the obvious. And to me, the obvious here is the Saints, three-point favorites, they're going to kill Tampa Bay because conventional wisdom says Tampa Bay is not very good this year. There, A lot of people remember Tampa Bay from last year. A lot of people remember the few primetime Tampa games Tampa had this year. I think it was only actually one. They didn't play very well. I think Tampa's a much better team than most people think. Uh, Tampa also ranks fifth in the league. Uh, did you bring this up? Uh, point point four five six points per play average. I, I didn't bring that up. We but always that's talk. Awesome. We always yeah. talk about yards per play, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think yards per play is a great stat, especially in the NFL. College football gets a little weird with all those different teams um, playing. You know, easy schedules, hard schedules, so on and so forth. But in the NFL, it's a very telling stat. I think so is points per points per. Uh, my goodness, listen to me. Easy for me to say. Points per play average. Uh, again, Tampa Bay fifth in the NFL. Point four five six points per play. That's a pretty big stat, right? That's there. great. Yeah, eliminating those uh, those big plays is, is huge, especially against a Saints team with with all that talent on offense as well. What do you think about uh, Teddy Teddy Graham's Bridgewater? <laughs> he's a uh, he's right now just showing like a game manager. Um, I, I haven't seen anything, you know, any flashes of, of greatness, but he's executing. He's not turning the ball over and. And they're winning games, you know, two and zero without without Breeze right now. So and that's what's kind of keeping me off off this Tampa play. It, it's you know what defense too is going to show up for the Saints. Are we going to see last Sunday night's defense that shut down this electric Dallas Cowboys offense, or are we going to see the defense from the first two two weeks that's that's been given up you know six point three yards per play? So well, Shaquille Barrett though still has nine sacks on the season for yeah. for Tampa. Yeah, I he's guess. solid. He's, he's a monster. Well, he's okay. He did go to. Colorado, Colorado State. State. You know, <laughs> uh, it just makes me sick to see guys like that. Succeeding, you know, yeah, he's he's succeeding. Defensive MVP, possibly. What awful Early coaching candidate. Colorado State oh. he must have had, huh? <laughs> Jeez, man. Uh, All right, so yeah, I think we're both on the same side here. I mean, yeah. I think the Bucks have a chance to to win this game. Um, it's in New Orleans, though, mm-hmm. and I think the the New Orleans trend playing at home may you know lead me to question this, but yeah, like, I'm not playing it. But I'm not either. Like you mentioned, Jameis Winston's looked great the last two weeks, and and he dismantled a really good what I thought a really good uh, Rams defense uh, on the road. Uh, he, he is though, like we mentioned, just inconsistent at times. So it, it's I'm hesitant playing him on the road, like in this game. All right. I mean that I don't have too much else for that game. It's the, the these two teams play weird games. You know the NFC South. I mean I guess any division games it's really tough to predict. But you, you zero in on this game and the Saints are zero and six against the spread. By the way, this is a different stat. The the Saints are zero and six against the spread. The last six games is a favorite. So looking in the recent past, when the Saints have been asked to win and cover a margin, they're they haven't done so. Yeah. So I think that that's definitely, you know, something to keep an eye on. I'm a big Drew Brees fan. I think he was regressing this year anyway, but certainly Teddy Bridgewater is not not a good replacement there. 
Um, all right, cool. What do you got next? Agreed, yeah. Uh, moving on, let's go to Pittsburgh where they're hosting the Ravens right now. Pittsburgh plus three. I have a heavy lean in this game on, on Pittsburgh. You know, b- beginning of the year, I thought this – uh, this would be a different Ravens defense than we've seen the last couple of years. And now it's really starting to show their last few games where they've stepped up into tougher competition. Um, against Kansas City, they gave up almost eight yards per play. Against Cleveland last week, they gave up almost nine yards per play. And even their game against Arizona, they gave up 6.5 yards per play. I think this defense um, is trying to fill a, a few voids, a uh, few big voids with the loss of Terrell Suggs and CJ Mosley in the middle. Uh, those are big losses and it's starting to show they're also without their, uh, top cornerback, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Smith there. And, uh, that's really hurting in their past defense. Yeah, there's a buff. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hurt. It's hurting the Ravens. I think that this line is, is inflated because of, um, you know, still the Lamar Jackson factor, you know, these, he was able to make some plays late against Kansas City and make it appear to be a closer game than it really was. And if you take away, you think that's why the line's wrong. I I think so. If you take away the uh, the game against Miami that Baltimore played, they're zero and three against the spread, and they're they're minus nine points in in margin against the spread. Oh, uh, okay. There. Wow. That, yeah. That's so that, that's a big that deal. is. I think that is. And I, you look at Pittsburgh; they have had one of the tougher schedules in the in the league and although they've looked poor on defense at times I think they're underperforming I think there's still a lot of talent on this defense I think the uh, addition of Minka Fitzpatrick started to show last week um, against Cincinnati where that defense really shut down a relatively okay offense with uh, Andy Dalton that quarterback who's been putting up you know 300 plus yards per game um, in the first couple weeks of the season, they held them to 171 yards passing. Uh, I think this defense is really starting to step up. I think going against this this weak Baltimore defense, Mason Rudolph should have some room to kind of open up his passing game. And what I think that Pittsburgh's going to do is really start to focus and utilize the speed of Juju Smith-Schuster in this game. I'm just worried because what we saw last was Pittsburgh finally gets over the hump. Okay, Pittsburgh's going to be good this year. Mason Rudolph's not bad. Primetime game, they win, what, 27-3 to against Cincinnati. In Baltimore, a lot of people had money on Baltimore last week. They were the public team, actually, against uh, uh, the Cleveland Browns. Browns yep. That says something that more public money went to the Baltimore Ravens last week. And they lose in pretty awful fashion. So... I see two teams going in different directions, so that makes me scared to, to, to bet Pittsburgh this game because, again, I think that's what the average person is going to do. They're going to look at this game and say, look how bad Baltimore looked like last week. Look how good Pittsburgh looked last week. Pittsburgh's getting three and a half at home. Uh, okay, so that's my first thought there, right? So I sure. definitely lean with Baltimore in that aspect. But then you see some trends, and I don't always just love betting trends. As a matter of fact, I bet few and far between with, between with trends because you really have to see if a trend means something and the last 17 games, Pittsburgh has played a division opponent. This is straight up, not against the spread. They're 15-1-1. One one. Their last 17 games against the AFC North, they dominate this division in a seemingly must-win game with Pittsburgh's back still against the wall. Mike Tomlin preaching, if we just win this, we'll still have a great chance, open track to win the, the AFC North. I think that they could outperform even you know what I see them doing this weekend. So... 
I definitely lean Baltimore. I'm not about to bet you or anybody else on this game because of that amazing stat, the last 17 games, they've won 15 of them. I'm not about to buck that, but I just feel like most people approach this, and without doing homework, the squares on Sunday morning, oh, wow, Baltimore minus three on the road, Pittsburgh plus three. Look what Pittsburgh did last week. Look what Baltimore did last week. I lean Baltimore here just because of that. I don't have some, you know any, any deeper analysis, but I'm telling you, Ryan, that it's funny. Looking from the outside in on NFL sometimes, when you're in the middle of it, you can get sucked into lines like this. I think this is pretty obvious pass for me, but if I had to lean... Let's go Baltimore, man. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying there with the with the public, but I think they're actually thinking from from my view, I think they're gonna say, look, this uh this Baltimore team battled hard against, you know, Kansas City. They're one of the best teams in the league. Uh Pittsburgh, what did they do? Oh, they just beat Cincinnati. Cincinnati's terrible. You know, I think they're seeing a short, short line, Baltimore blowing out Pittsburgh at their backup I quarterback. I think that's what you're seeing, Ryan. <laughs> <I> think <laughs> Maybe that- it is. And, and uh, you know, but uh, like I said, I think this Baltimore defense is still being is being overvalued, and that's and that's really playing the factor in this line. That's why I'm leaning heavy with Pitt. I have a season win to, or a season long bet of future on Pittsburgh to win the AFC North. So uh, that's kind of like what I have going this yeah, game. You would so be I feel like I'm like ball, yeah, yeah. Like hedging or anything like <laughs> right. that. I don't need to do that this game. So let's go. Awesome. Um, yeah, I want to move on to uh, Monday night game. Uh, Cleveland at San Francisco. San Francisco right now minus three and a half. Um, I, I'm leaning San Francisco here, and it's you know we did see Cleveland just dominate Baltimore in a di- division rivalry game on the road. Uh, this is a back-to-back road spot for them, uh, playing against the San Francisco team coming off a bye uh, at home. San Francisco number two in the league in DVOA. They played. The Buccaneers, who we talked about, they're a solid team. They played the Bengals, and they played the, the Steelers team. Um, so I think impressive that they're number two overall in DVOA. They have an AT, uh, against the spread margin of 12.5 points. They're covering the spread. Um, Football Outsiders also has a stat along with their uh, DVOA stat. Uh, it's a variance stat, which uh, uh, shows the statistics of a team's weekly DVOA performance. Right now, San Francisco is fourth lowest in variance. They're very consistent. Uh, and I think it's a lot to do with their underrated defense. Their front four is fast and physical. They get to the quarterback. They're going to get pressure on Baker Mayfield. They're going to make it really hard for him to get out of the pocket and make plays like he's normally used to doing. Uh, offensively, this is one of the best run offenses in the league. Cleveland has struggled at times containing the run. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is... Uh, Stepping up his game, completing 70% of his passes, which is top 10 in the league. He's averaging 8.8 yards per attempt, which ranks third among starting quarterbacks. Uh, he just needs to clean up the turnovers, and I think this team could be very, very good. Yeah, what happened with that whole Jimmy Garoppolo sucks narrative? Yeah, He went from went being away. one of the best quarterbacks in the league they just traded Tom Brady's heir apparent to San Francisco. What are they doing in New England? This guy's going to be amazing. It goes from that to, wow, Jimmy Garoppolo really sucks as a as a starting quarterback, and now it's like he's great again. Like, what's going on here? I wouldn't say great again, but I, I definitely fell into, into that narrative early on. We saw him really struggle in preseason, but the guy was coming off a, a torn ACL. It's That's hard to do, get back in your rhythm. I think we're starting to see him get back in his rhythm. He's always been a a pretty precise passer so his his completion percentage doesn't really surprise me there but I love that he's throwing the ball down the field and still maintaining that completion percentage 
it's just, like I said, those turnovers are starting to hinder the team a little bit. So if he can clean that up, this team it could be very, very good. I would be careful looking at any trends for this game. Both the 49ers and Browns are so different than they have been in the last couple of years. I always say the first thing I look at with trends, look at the coach, look at the quarterback. If you've got two new ones, you can throw a lot of those old trends out. I mean, I mean, it doesn't matter to me the last year, two years, what either of these teams have done in the situation. These teams are both brand new. And frankly, I can't get a good read on the 49ers. They're like a few of these teams throughout football, throughout sports, that are so hard to pick up. I mean, the 49ers, I've been off on all season long. I can't believe they're undefeated right now, and they're playing so far beyond my expectation. I mean, I would lean Cleveland, or I would lean San Francisco yeah, this game. They're, they're playing beyond everyone's expectation. Yeah. Like I said, 12.5 points uh, margin against the spread in their games. That's that's pretty outrageous. Cleveland definitely has big play potential, but San Francisco, like you said, what was that consistency stat? The uh, their fourth in variance, variance in, in their stat? DVOA week-to-week. Uh, -week. It's uh, def Like I said, they're underrated defensively. They have a really, really good front four, um, and their pass defense is has definitely improved as well. Uh, this this unit's playing very cohesive. I really like what they're doing. What, do you know what goes into variance? Like the stat? It's just the they're using uh, DVO DVOA overall DVOA from week to week. So you know it's like gonna, how consistent it is. How consistent it is. Like for example, Cleveland is going to be near the bottom because they're so inconsistent um, with their play. You look at week one, they get trounced by uh, Tennessee, and then last week they go out and just do the same thing to Baltimore. So they're a very inconsistent team. We don't know what we're going to get out of Cleveland. I, I like a consistent San Francisco team here. Coming no. off a bye at home. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. too. San Francisco did have a bye last week. Um, no, I like it. I mean, when you look at San Francisco and, and Cleveland, where they how they match up on the stats, and again, keep in mind, Cleveland has one more game because San Francisco had a bye last week. But San Francisco is a top 10 team. Well, I should say top 7 team. In total yards, rushing yards, time on the field, number of plays, yards per play. Cleveland in all those categories is bottom 20, except for time on the field, they're 13th. Wow. So Cleveland is 27th in total scoring, 24th in rushing yards, 21st in number of plays, 24th in yards per play, and that's per game. So it doesn't really matter that Cleveland has one more data point, except for it is just that, one more data point. So San Francisco clearly looks like the better team to me this season, exceeding expectations. I'm not about to fade them right now at home. And let's face it, Cleveland coming off that big win last week, maybe feeling good about themselves going on the road here. So, um, yeah, tough. I lean I lean San Francisco. I think it's a little bit of a tough travel spot, too. They travel, you know, they're a Midwest team, so they travel east to Baltimore. Now they got to travel all the way west coast as well, back-to-back -back road games. Like I mentioned, San Francisco coming off the bye, exceeding their expectations. Yeah, I really lean heavily to, to the Niners here. Um, yeah, I, I'm not disagreeing there. You got anything else? I don't have anything else. You seen any, any games yeah, catching were, your eye over there? Yeah, there were a couple here. Let me... Uh, Get it up real quick. Do, 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 do. I got hockey going on on 19 screens over here. I can't <laughs> believe I was not distracted for this whole podcast. Impressive, man. I'm missing some live bets over here. I'm losing money's flying out the window every minute we record this, just so you know. Um, all right, here, I'm pulling it up. No, I don't want hockey, not lines here. Goodness gracious. I can't just find an NFL line these days, huh? <laughs> Kids in the skateboards. All right. You know what's funny? I, went to an a I go to some HOA meetings in the 
They're li- the HOA committee around here is. You're you're big in in the HOA around here. Yeah, you got to nice, make a man, difference. Like right? it, you got to yeah. be the change you want to see in the community. <laughs> <laughs> and so, it's funny though because it's just a lot of older people who are running this thing. And the last meeting I was at, they literally had to talk about kids skateboarding on the sidewalks. Oh my god! I'm sitting there That's going, the thing still? Wow. <laughs> I, mean, I guess so. <laughs> um, Atlanta, Houston. Atlanta on the road at Houston. Houston five-point favorites. Man, I've been fading Atlanta all year long, and I want to keep fading them here. I love Houston. I think they're going to win the division. Every team right now is 2-2. Two and two. And a lot of people, I saw a public poll last week. It was on uh, foxsports.com. And it was, which team is going to win the AFC, uh, whatever it is, the AFC South? Mm-hmm. Houston came in last. They got like 16% of the vote. They're not a. I, that's when, what I when said. Was this? this week, every wow. team's two and two, right? Yeah. I I didn't dream this. Yeah, they, they got sixteen percent of the vote because of their loss last week to Carolina. It has to be that. I mean, Carolina defensively is is very good. <laughs> I, no, I they, was I was very impressed with that. They, so. they, they are, and, and and look, I've been on Houston. I faded them last week, but this is where you want to jump back on Houston, fading what you saw last. I've been off Atlanta. All, are you ready to admit that you were wrong with the Falcons this year, Ryan? Oh, I, You're not, I'm, are you? I'm holding on, man. <laughs> I'm holding on. I know we should have bet something on it. So it's just you know not what just happened? Uh, Keanu Neal, their safety, went out for the year again. You know he was great in the Matrix. <laughs> I love him. But where do you lean, Falcons Texans? <sighs> That's hard. I yeah, I, I thought uh, you know Texans played great defensively uh, last week against Carolina. Um, you know. I'm I'm still bitter. JJ Watt missed that sack. I think the game maybe turns my way there at the end. <laughs> and, but, the ti- uh, and the Titans beat the Falcons 24-10 last week. Yeah, so. yeah. I, it's um, you know, I Matt Ryan. He's he's throwing more interceptions than we've seen him throw in his career. But can we have the Matt Ryan? Let's debate? have it. Yeah, I'm ready because Matt Ryan <laughs> is still putting up his Matt Ryan numbers. They're on, just not putting it in the end zone. On Twitter, on Twitter, a couple <laughs> weeks ago, I said I can name 20 quarterbacks better than Matt Ryan. And you challenge me to do so. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I don't think I can name 20, no, but there's there's probably 15. He's he's an average quarterback. You don't think he's in the top 10? No, certainly not in the top 10 in, in NFL quarterbacks. And who, I can hear him. I want to hear who you have before him then. Pull it up right real quick right here. All righty. Ten quarterbacks. You ready to write these down? I'm writing these down, yeah. Okay, these are the quarterbacks I have above Matt Ryan. And just stop me, okay? Yeah. When when I I hear something crazy. And this is in no particular order. Uh, Tom Brady, Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And and do they have, like, what about Drew Brees? Because Drew Brees is hurt. Um, He goes on this list. Yeah, he's on the list. He's on the list. The the, the list is quarterbacks today. It's not like tomorrow who you would play. Yeah, yeah. Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Phillip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Carson Wentz. Is that ten yet? Or is that nine? Uh, we're at. I can keep going. We're at seven right now. Okay, Deshaun Watson. Oof. Yep. Nope. Disagree. Oh my god. Disagree there. Yeah. Dak Prescott. Wow. Dak Prescott. Oh my gosh. Matthew Stafford. Maybe. Jameis Winston. Jesus. <laughs> Jameis Winston. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And. Uh, the way he's been playing this year, he beat him head-to-head. We'll put a fringe player, Jacoby Brissett. Wow. And fringe Baker Mayfield. Wow. Okay, look, I, I was definitely high on uh, Jacoby Brissett. How many is that season. right there? With, with, with fringe uh, Brissett and Mayfield? 12. Th- okay, 12. Yeah. So so I, I'm putting Matt Ryan now 13th in the in the, uh, in the the NFL. Which ones am I so off on there, Ryan? Uh, you're definitely off on Watson, Dak Prescott, 
Uh, we, we haven't seen enough. Dak Prescott right now is play. If you if you were an alien Dak and landed Prescott on Earth played. and watched NFL this season, you would think Dak Prescott was an MVP candidate. What are you talking about? I know Ryan? that we talked about. You're a Cowboys you can, you fan. Can only, you know this. You can only play. You know who's on your schedule. You don't have. You know. But look, they played Washington. They played Miami. Uh, they played the it's Giants. Just the NFL. They're not. It's not the Pac-12 South. Ryan. This is the biggest disparity <laughs> of an NFL season I've seen. We have. We have uh, like three teams this weekend, you know, favored by more than twelve points. That's pretty wild. I I don't know the last time that's happened. Uh, what's a, what do you think a good estimation to grade a quarterback is? Quarterback rating. Um. Yeah, I think total QBR is probably the best. Total QBR, or quarterback yeah. rating. Uh. I mean, yeah, I guess because you're gonna get you're gonna get the run. So Matt Ryan's really not a runner, and so that hurts me. But um. Well, I mean, look, quarterback, rate, quarterback rating right now. Where's he at? NFL.com. He is, um, well, this is a because a, Nate Sudfield's first because he's one of two. Oh, yeah, okay. And Garrett Gilbert is eighth. So taking out everyone who's not eligible, one, two, three, four, five, he's sixth right now in quarterback okay. rating in the NFL. Okay. I'll bet you he finishes the season outside the top nine. So ten or <laughs> who's, below. Who's who's, uh, who's below him right now? Like notable quarterbacks. Yeah, Philip Rivers, Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, hmm. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. I would take that below Dak. We're setting it at nine. Nine. Yeah, I would take that. He he finishes above. All right, it's yeah. a bet. Yeah, it's a bet. My soundboard's all messed up, and everything <laughs> got deleted. So wow. can't make a bet over here. Right now he's uh, right now he's tenth in total QBR. I mean, should we use total QBR? Should we? No, we shouldn't. Because you know what? Does QBR? You know who's number right? eight right yeah. now? Huh. Joe Flacco. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, Joe Flacco does not finish top ten in that stat. Okay. Um, just to give everyone an idea, uh, total quarterback rating. Here, let me pull this up here. QBR is more of a. Comp- oh, th- this is according to Wikipedia.com. QBR is more complete and meaningful alternative to passer rating, which remains uh, the NFL measure of quarterback performance. Total QBR takes into account uh, estimated passer passer rating. So t- total QBR takes into account non non, non passing passing mm-hmm. all everything like that. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll talk about it. I mean, yeah, passer rating treats all yards, whether they are air yards, yards after catch. So that's interesting. Okay. Um, we probably should look at QBR then because then everything else comes into effect. What kind of offense do they play in? What are their receivers like? Defenses come into play yep. then too, yep. like you brought mm-hmm. up. So mm-hmm. total so uh, uh, total QBR is probably the way to get Yeah, it. I so, think so. All right, so we'll do total QBR at the end of the season. 10 or below. Oh, he finishes top 10. Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. I win. Yeah. You say he finishes top 10. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. All right, there we go. Boom. All right, right. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I know I lean. Whew, yeah, I don't know who. I think I'd have to lean Texans here just because minus five, just because Atlanta's defense just really, really hasn't lived up to what I thought they could do. All right, so. cool. And uh, last but not least, here Denver Broncos at the L.A. Chargers. Chargers six and a half point favorites at home. I feel like it's square, but I like the Chargers. Here. I I'm right there with you. <laughs> my my line has us at uh, Chargers minus eight. Really? Yeah, but that that's just a raw line there. Well, so if you factor in their injuries, up, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, but I think that this is the week they integrate Melvin, uh, yeah, Melvin, Melvin Gordon, Gordon back mm-hmm. into the 
mix. I does hate that, Does that mess them up, though? Because Eckler's been playing fantastic. No, no, I don't think it messes them up at all. It's not because running back's not a timing thing. It's not a momentum thing. You can plug and play running back, any team, any system, and have success. If it were quarterback, receiver, anything like that, I think it may be an issue. But since it's the running back position, I don't think that plugging and playing or doing anything to disrupt Austin Eckler is going to be any bit of a, yeah, a factor, it, if anything. Gordon's it's certainly gonna, dynamic, too. Right. If anything, yeah. it's going to be a positive. This team knows how to use both running backs, the most effective way possible. So I think you're going to both see them out there at the most opportune times for their skill sets. No, I think if anything, it's a positive. But what's good, if you're looking at, at LA that game, a lot of people may think it's a negative. So if you have some sharps out there, some, some, some handicappers out there, discounting uh, LA for that, we're actually kind of saying it's a good thing. So no, I, I like the fact they're going to have more healthy legs in the backfield. It's going to be a positive. Denver, I heard that Von Miller, I do a podcast with uh, a CU Buffs uh, football podcast and uh, my partner this week was telling me I didn't see this but he was telling me Von Miller last week just came out and had this awful press conference didn't look to be at all himself it's negative in the locker room obviously Bradley Chubb just got hurt for the yeah, Broncos I was just about to say there's that, not yeah. a whole lot of positives to build on for the Broncos this year they are a desperate team desperate teams in the NFL I typically don't like to go against but sometimes that's not enough to overcome your lack of talent I like the Chargers here at home. Yeah, six and a half. I, I don't know if it's uh, Von Miller's frustrated because, you know, the offense isn't producing like he was maybe hoping, but you got to look at Von Miller himself, this defense. They aren't producing like everyone thought they would. Right. I think they only have one quarterback sack this season. That's terrible from what we thought. So, yeah, definitely uh, leaning Chargers there as well. All right, that does it for the NFL preview on the Sharp Angle. I know it was a little bit lighter this week. I promise next week we'll come with some heavier games. I'll be freed up. Ryan will be more freed up during the week. That's a promise. But, hey, I thought we had some good live caps today. Gave you some leans and a few likes in there as well. You got any college games that you want to spit out there before the show ends, anything like that? You know, like I haven't really eyed my college slate this weekend. So I gave, uh, for those who don't listen, this, since we're throwing some picks out there for the weekend, Manchester City, minus one first half, minus two for the game. <laughs> little sprinkle on top. We're just throwing money out the window. Reach down. Get that hundo right now out of the, uh, the CD player in the car. All right, that does it. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle. This is The Sharp Angle.